welcome to Following Jesus Together, a podcast based off of the teachings and practices of Jesus and what that means for us in the modern age. This is a resource of Midtown Fellowship in Columbia, South Carolina. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Following Jesus Together podcast where we are talking about practices and teachings from the life of Jesus and what that means for us, especially as many of us, hopefully all of us, are quarantined right now. How can we really meet Jesus in this moment and welcome his presence in in what is really just a chaotic and confusing time for all of us? So I'm joined by my co-host Lizzie. Hello everyone. And today we're going to be talking about developing a daily rule of life. I'll be honest, this is something that has been super helpful for me in my walk with Jesus over the last year or so, but I did not know what it was until, and Lizzie, I don't think you know this, when you pitched to me doing a class at our church on spiritual disciplines, Whoa. and the final week was called Rule of Life, and I was like, yeah, I totally know what that means, Google. Oh. You've been saving telling me that for this podcast. For That's the podcast, amazing. for the sake of good content. I love it. I had no but, idea. And then I thought, oh, I mean, I, I guess I kind of knew that. I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> Since you're the expert on this, you Ooh, know it better than no, I do. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. Um, you'll be glad to know that I learned it from a seminary class. So it's, you know, highbrow. I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> That's, is that a phrase people use? Highbrow <laughs> spiritual practices. Yeah. So, I mean, rule of life rule just sounds not fun. Ugh. Yeah. We're very, like, anti-discipline on this podcast already. Discipline. Ew. Yeah, I think I'd heard the phrase similar to you probably in, like, books and stuff and just not known what it meant or in sermons or whatever. But I took a class in seminary called, like, Spiritual Formation for Ministry or something like that. And we had to read a book called Crafting a Rule of Life by a guy named Stephen Machia? Machia? Mm, have no idea, to be honest. But we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. That is a really helpful book. And I had to read it and had to make a rule of life really as a class assignment, which that's the great thing about seminary is that your class assignments benefit your spiritual life sometimes. But Mm -hmm. so I I did that the summer of 2016. And since then have edited my rule of life each year to kind of update it with what the Lord's doing in my life at that point. But I'm pretty sure I don't know a ton about the history. I probably learned it in that seminary class and forgot it, to be honest. But I know that one of the most famous rules is the Benedictine rule, which is by St. Benedict. I think it was a concept before that, but it was basically a way that monks and other church fathers and leaders had a schedule and a plan for how they lived their lives, the things they were going to do daily and weekly and monthly and annually and all that kind of stuff. These were just the practices of their life that rather than kind of like a buffet style, just like pick and choose spiritual practices, these were the ones they were going to do regularly to form them. I read A Common Rule. I think that's the book oh, by yeah. Justin Early. Justin Early, yeah. Basically talking about the same thing. And the way he described it was a daily rule of life is a schedule that you make for yourself Not so much like Monday at 7 o'clock, I'm going to do this spiritual practice and then at 7.30 this practice, but more like every single day, here are the things I'm going to commit myself to. And rule of life can even go out further as far as here are the daily things, here are the weekly things like Sabbathing Mm -hmm. once a week, here are the monthly, quarterly, annual things I'm going to do to spiritually get myself into a place where I am focusing on Jesus. And it was a... Again, another one of those light bulb moments for me where I think we talk about in churches, you should really read your Bible a lot 
you should try to pray regularly. But a rule of life really literally puts pen to paper to say, okay, how often are you going to be in God's word? How often are you going to pray? And what kind of prayers are you going to pray? And there is flexibility and freedom with it. There was one thing I was reading by Adele Calhoun in mm-hmm. the Spiritual Disciplines Handbook. I believe it was her who said, if you don't like rule of life, call it rhythm of life. Oh yeah. What are the things I just want to commit myself to ongoingly and then put it down on paper. This is what it's going to look like and come back to it after three months. And if there are some things that just aren't working, tweak it. You know, this isn't legalism. This isn't God loves me less. If I fail on my rule of life, this is how can I modify it to fit me so that I can be with Jesus ongoingly. Yeah. Some of the rule of life practices are so important to do in a regular manner because I think we can have kind of a pick and choose view of the spiritual disciplines. And maybe we hear a cool sermon about fasting. And so we try that one time. And then a year or two later, we hear a cool sermon about the Sabbath. So we try that a time or two. But I think actually a lot of the Christian life and spiritual formation, Eugene Peterson calls it a long obedience in the same direction. The idea that we actually have to continue doing these things over and over, over time. We'll talk about this in future episodes, but I'm often talking about the importance of Sabbath. The benefits of Sabbath don't typically happen on the Sabbath, on your first time practicing Sabbath, or even your maybe third or fourth time. But it's you know, after a year of that practice, you begin to see changes in the way that you rest and the way that you process your week and handle your week. Anyway, that's why it is helpful for me. I am, to be honest, a person that likes structure. So I didn't really push back against the concept. I like organization and charts and things like that. And I think the other thing that was so helpful for me is that yes, you think in time categories, like daily, weekly, quarterly, annually, but it's also helpful to think in different spiritual categories. So like ones that are specifically about, okay, what are my disciplines with the Lord? What are my practices with just me and Jesus? And then what are my practices with community? And then what are my practices with mission and those kind of things? Because honestly, it can feel like too much to try to keep track of that without, and like, what am I focusing on? And what, where do I feel called? And where do I want to serve? It can just help us to kind of stay, for lack of a better word, organized in our Christian life and in our Christian practices. Yeah. Where do we see little evidence of rule of life playing out in the Bible? Do we see patterns or disciplines of people practicing things day in, day out in Scripture? I don't know that anyone in the Bible had what we how we would do a rule of life, but I think about multiple times in the Gospels, it says that Jesus got up early, went to a solitary place and prayed. Jesus, who is God himself has been eternally existent with the Father and the Spirit, needed to spend time with the Trinity, needed to spend time in intimacy with the Father. Like if he needed it and he was God (laughs) incarnate, how much more do I need it? I think that's just one of the places for me that's like, yeah, I need these daily practices. Jesus did them. Yeah. One thing, Jesus is going into the garden to pray before he's about to get handed over to the Roman guards to be crucified, talking about how he went to his usual spot in the garden. And then Judas Mm. comes to betray him, but Judas wasn't with him initially to go in the garden to pray. So it's almost like Judas was aware of Jesus's daily rhythm and his daily place to get away to pray. That's so cool. Another part is in the book of Daniel, where Daniel is in exile. He's living in Babylon. He's been away from Jerusalem for so long, 
but he is a man who is still committed to God after all these years and after all these years. And then the king sets up a decree that you can't pray, but Daniel decides just resolutely, I'm going to still pray. And then somewhere in the book of Daniel talks about how it was noonday and he opened up his window and he pointed to the direction of where Jerusalem was and he got on his knees and prayed. Now, him doing that, he's like in his 40s or 50s at this point. He's been in exile for decades on end. And yet we see this kind of fixed hour prayer Mm -hmm. that he ongoingly does. And that's what gets him in trouble is him just resolutely committing to this posture of prayer. Yeah. The other reason that we don't see a ton of examples of this kind of idea in scripture is because culturally, I think they would have more had like a communal rule of life, especially in the Old Testament. The Israelites definitely had a rule of life. It's just that all of them had it and it was decreed by God. It's just this idea of each of us crafting our own rule of life, I think is good and fine, but it's definitely in the cultural context of being individualistic Americans who control our own time. Whereas in the scriptures, we see these rhythms like Sabbath was something that all of Israel would would have been doing. All Jews would have been doing rhythms around the annual feasts that they had, the annual holidays that God asked them to celebrate, I think is another example of these rhythms that were forming them to be a certain people. I even think of some of the prayers that they prayed that all of Israel would have known, like every Israelite, every Jew would have known these prayers, things like the Shema and things like that, that they would have prayed regularly that are forming them. So I think the, the concept of you as an individual and you as a people need habitual things to form you is all through scripture. Um, Even though the idea of like an individual crafting a rule of life is not, but God is clearly a God. uh, I mean, even look at the idea of seasons and time. God is a God who organizes his creation and has it move in rhythms and has it changed through seasons and rhythms. Coming back to, we are in the middle of a pandemic right now and our days just kind of blur together. I was talking with the life group last night where We were making plans for next week, for next Tuesday, (laughs) and it was Wednesday, and it's like, oh my goodness, when is is that going to... Can we just say we're going to do that tomorrow? (laughs) All these days just kind of roll into one. And thinking about rule of life was popularized by monks who went out into the wilderness. They did that for a reason, I think because they recognize when you are by yourself alone, time just kind of feels very fluid and hard to grasp. But rule of life is to say, no, I'm going to structure my life according to these set of practices. And when I do, I'm going to structure my soul to be anchored accordingly. And so as all of us are under quarantine right now, it's like, okay, now what are the things I need to commit myself to in order to not go insane or to go stir crazy and to actually be with Jesus and make this a sweet time for me? So I have, and this will be in the show notes, I had a rule of life broken down into seven or eight categories, such as, like you were saying, being with Jesus, being missional, how I spend my money, how I rest accordingly. But for many people, for a daily rule of life, if you've never heard of it before, I just broke it down into three categories as far as how are you going to spend time with Jesus each day? How are you going to be in community? And how can you be in a place of rest? And so I just have it in those three categories just to start out. First and foremost, the most important spiritual practice is you are spending time in God's Word. 
and you're allowing him to speak to you. I think of all of rule of life and everything that it can entail, how are you spending time in God's word each day? Are you letting him speak to you? Are you speaking to him? And I think if you're brand new to it, just figure out what time of day are you most aware and just give that to Jesus. Give it five minutes. And then after that, you know, commit to a certain time, give it 10 minutes the next day. But what would you say to someone who is just brand new to all of this? I would say it's so important to realize that we already kind of have a rule of life. It's just not written down. Probably you probably don't write down your unintentional practices, but I get out of bed every morning and like make coffee in the exact same way every morning. Like that's sort of a rule Mm -hmm. of life. Many of us have rules of life around like when we work out, when we hang out with friends, when we go to work, we understand the concept of having intentional decisions about how we spend our time. It's just that we're not used to writing them down and kind of having them in these spiritual categories. And so that's just a initial thing I would say is like, we're not adding something brand new. We're actually just kind of categorizing things we've said we wanted to do before. And probably as followers of Jesus have maybe tried to put into our lives and haven't known exactly how to do that well. I actually think that some of the most mature Christians I know who have been doing rule of life kind of stuff for a long time, their rules are actually pretty simple. They actually aren't that complicated and aren't that expansive because my personality is to like add a million things or do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to add this and whatever kind of make too big of goals. And I think they actually, it's been interesting to realize, oh man, like there's actually a simplicity that we grow into of just, okay, how am I going to be with Jesus? How am I going to be with other people? How am I going to rest? How am I going to, I mean, there are other categories some people use, like how am I going to spend my finances? How am I going to kind of like budget kind of stuff? Or how am I going to, you know, do physical things? What's my kind of body and exercise routine going to be? But at its core, it is actually pretty simple. And then one of the other values to me that just makes worth it, I actually have mine printed out and taped up next to my door of my bedroom. And I, like I said, I edit it every year, but I keep my old ones because it's really cool to see how Mm. things have changed and how God's actually formed things in me through these practices. And I just am a forgetful person sometimes and I am selfish. And so if I don't write it out and print it out and then have it right there, I'm going to choose myself rather than making these kind of healthy choices day in and day out to form me to be more like Jesus. So, yeah. So my rule of life is on my fridge. That's been up there for the last four or five months. And that is just a, a helpful visual cue. Every single morning I see that and it reminds me, oh yeah, these are the practices I'm committing myself to. And for some people, you might hear this and this will feel really overwhelming. Like yes. you have to do more. Yes. But really, rule of life, I think, simplifies life so much. It's not about doing more. It's about saying, here are the things each and every day I'm going to commit myself to. If I can just abide with Jesus today, that is a win. Like you were saying, many people's mm-hmm. rule of life is, well, this is when I'm going to watch yep. Netflix tonight. This is when I'm going to open up my Instagram. This is when I'm going to do this and that. Okay, all those things aside, what actually brings value? Abiding with Jesus does. So I'm going to do this one thing. And if I can do these other things, fine. But just this one thing, if I can just do this one thing today, mission accomplished here. I believe it's Justin Early in that book you referenced, The Common Rule, who talks about a rule kind of being like a trellis. Yeah, This idea of building structure so that something can grow on it. And likewise, rule of life is that structure for you to grow to be like Jesus. That's such a good reminder because the rule of life itself, 
you know, I would not encourage anybody to make a rule of life where they're like checking boxes. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's a structure. It's a guide. It's a general idea of what we want to do. It's not a grade. It's not a performance. That's the other important thing as we use a rule of life is to realize this is not now the metric by which God is grading us or we should even be grading ourselves. You know, this is just a way to help us manage our time and manage our resources to put us before Jesus and put us with community and these kind of things. And just a reminder that God is incredibly gracious with us, like learning to do this stuff, learning to follow Jesus, learning to do the spiritual practices. I think of it as that God's attitude towards us when we're learning to do that is like our attitude towards a kid who's learning how to walk. You know, I got to be around when your youngest learned to walk. She's so cute. I know that she's yeah also a little crazy sometimes, but we love her. And then she broke her leg. Uh-huh. She broke her leg <laughs> and then she had to kind of learn to rewalk. That was a On whole, her cast. That girl was not going to let a full leg cast stop her from walking. Yeah. And that's why we love her. Uh-huh. But she takes some steps and then falls down. I mean, she still falls down, right? Mm-hmm. You as her dad and, you know, Lucy are not ever like oh my gosh, I can't believe you fell. It's just like, yeah, you're learning to do something that I've been doing for 30 some years, you know, like. And I still trip over myself and fall. (laughs) I've been walking for a while. Same, same. (laughs) But I think that's so important to remember that God's heart towards us is so gracious when we create the space to know him. I think he's honored even by our desire to do that. My campus minister in college said to me once, you know, Lizzie, I think if you woke up to spend time with the Lord and were reading at your desk, I told him I was not a morning person. I was like, I can't do it. I can't read my Bible in the morning. And he said, you know, if you're reading your Bible in the morning and then you just like fell asleep reading your Bible, I think God would actually not be mad at you. He would actually still be delighted to spend time with you. I was like, what? But I would have fallen asleep. You can't fall asleep when you're talking to someone. And he was just like, God loves you so much more than that. God is actually delighted by your desire to be with him um, Mm. and is honored by that, that he's not tallying what days you've spent time with him and, you know, loving you any differently because of that. He is just delighted. He's your good father who's delighted to be with you. Yeah. And like you were saying with Sabbath, it's just like any of the spiritual practices, doing it once or twice or a handful of times probably isn't going to like magically do anything to you. It's Mm -hmm. not like our faith is a microwave faith where just do five Bible studies this week and then (laughs) go to church this week. And then you will be more like Jesus incrementally better. But Uh it's more of just like this slow, slow, long obedience in the same direction. And it's, yeah, Sabbathing for a month or two probably won't change anything. But man, Sabbathing every single week for decades you are going to look noticeably different. Spending Mm -hmm. time with Jesus may feel frustrating. Sometimes it may feel like, what the heck did I just read? But spending time with Jesus every day over decades, you are going to look more and more like the person of Jesus. And there have been people in my life, it hasn't been a handful, but there have been some people who are just older folks who have been walking with Jesus for decades and decades. And they are just the nicest most radiant people around. And Mm -hmm. whenever I've encountered those people, like I am initially skeptical. I'm like, what's your catch, man? (laughs) What's your secret? But the reality is I bet those people have been walking with Jesus for decades and decades. And what a beautiful thing. And I want to be like that one day, but that doesn't happen overnight. That happens through the slow, methodical day in, day out, committing yourself, prioritizing And man, even using this quarantine as this stimulus almost to kind of get the ball rolling 
to become that sort of person decades from now. Yeah, so good. I've heard spiritual formation also described as the process of God getting us ready for heaven to be our home, making us people, I'm I'm butchering that quote, but making us people to whom heaven will actually feel right and good and home. Like it, it would already because it's eternity with God, but we have so many parts of us that are sinful and broken and weak and all these things. And this spiritual practices, being in them, having this rule of life where we ongoingly, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, it's all part of God drawing us deeper and deeper into intimacy with himself, because that's what eternity is going to be. That's what heaven is going to be, perfect intimacy with him forever. Yeah. Dallas Willard book I was reading recently, he was saying the aim so much of the Christian life is not about let's try to get into heaven, but the goal of the Christian life now is let's try to get heaven into us. Mm. And I just thought, man, that is the spiritual life trying to get heaven into us now. Yeah. So shameless plug for followingjesustogether.com. We have on there developing a rule of life and you can click that and it has the template we were talking about. There's also another option if you're just starting out with those three categories for abiding and rest and community. I'd encourage you, if you've never done Rule of Life before, start out with that one. Just write something out, put it on your fridge, make it your lock screen, have your life group speak into that, and then just hold on to that for a couple months. Do that. And then if you want to add more onto that, you can. If you need to modify accordingly, you have that freedom. But really, it's all about... What can you do that works with your wiring and your personality to look more and more like Jesus? Yeah, a little just idea for life group leaders would be to consider spending a night as a life group doing this together, creating a rule of life that you're going to hold each other accountable to. That way you're all putting things like commitment to life group and commitment to rhythms in the category of community. Uh, And then like Jake said, a couple months later, come back and look at it again. We constantly want to help the people in our lives grow. And I think tools like this are some of the best ways to help people grow on their own in their relationships with God. Hey guys, that's all the time we have for today, but tune in next time. We're going to be talking about silence and solitude, which I know is something a lot of us are experiencing right now. In the meantime, make sure to check out our website, followingjesustogether.com. We have loads of resources there for you to help you build these spiritual practices into your life to help you look more like Jesus. And lastly, we would love to hear from you if you have stories about how these practices have helped your life recently, or if you have questions for us, We would love to hear those. We have our contact info in the show notes along with loads of book recommendations. So shoot us an email and we'll see you next time.